Welcome to Women Talking Soccer. I'm your host, Carrie Taylor. The goal of this podcast is to amplify the voices of all women who love the beautiful game. Whether you're on the field, cheering from the stands, work in the business, want to be in the business, or are a passionate change maker, your voice is important. This podcast is presented by Women in Soccer. Women in Soccer is a network of women and allies involved in our favorite sport. You can join Women in Soccer for free online at womeninsoccer.org. Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to Women Talking Soccer. Today, I have an amazing guest, uh, Hope Powell, who really needs no introduction. Um, she, she's been a, a pioneer in the game, a former English women's national team player and coach, played and coached in numerous World Cups and is really, truly just an amazing woman who's led the way for, for so many of us within the game. So Hope, thank you so much uh, for, for taking the time uh, to be on the show today. And can you just kind of give our listeners a, a little bit of, of your background and how you kind of came through the game um, from a player into a coach? Uh, firstly, thank you for having me, Carrie Knight. Nice to finally meet you. Um, yeah, a little bit about my background. Um, started football for me started from a, a, a very young age. I used to play uh, street football with the boys. Um, not organized, just the street kid, really. And then um, at the age of 11, I, I got into organized football, which I was really thankful for with a club called Mill Lionesses. Um, got to play on a proper pitch and uh, proper proper grass, proper goals with proper kit. So so that was great. Um, and as I sort of you know started playing, grew up, got a bit older. I, I very quickly realised that um, I wanted a career in the game, and and so I decided at a very young age. When at the time I couldn't be a professional footballer, there were no females that wasn't afforded to to women it was just just men at the time so I thought how how would I stay in the game and the only thing I could think of was was to coach um, so I started a coaching journey while playing at the age of 17 mm-hmm. um, continued coached while I played and obviously still playing football played international football still coaching and then I got an opportunity um, with with the FA and uh, really my coaching career um, as a full time coach. I was coaching part time while I was playing, um, but as a full time coach, started when I was at the FA in nineteen ninety eight, and that's what I've been doing ever since. Yeah, that's fantastic. Did you along you know when you got into coaching, did you have any like mentors that kind of helped you? along yes. the way, um, you know, encourage you, you, you know, were they there for you to lean on? Yeah, absolutely. I was very fortunate that, that my club coach, when I played for uh, Mill Lionesses, um, when at the age of 17, when I told him I sort of wanted to go into coaching, he, he gave me the opportunity to do some coaching at Millwall, mentored me, guided me, um, gave me really good advice about coaching on the pitch as well as managing people off the pitch which is also mm-hmm. a part of it um and and you know to this day he's still my mentor still involved um with me if I've got you know anything I want to talk about talk through he 
we still have that relationship today. So I was very grateful. I, I, you know, I needed it as a young coach. I needed somebody that could guide me and give me support. And I was thankful that I got it from him. Yeah, that that's amazing to to have someone that that could, you know, and still continues to to help you. Um, mentors for me have been, you know, the lifeblood of of being involved in coaching and and you know I think you and I are of similar ages we didn't have a lot of female role models who were doing what we were trying to do along the way so you know that's that's kind of the the tough thing were there any particular challenges um kind of along the way that you know gave you pause made you reconsider what you were doing or um you know I mean you've had a career on the brightest stage as a player and as a coach, but what are, what are some of the things that you faced, I guess, along the way? Cause I know our listeners are, are, are really interested in kind of hearing, um, about, you know, not only the positives, but maybe some hard times that, that you were able to get through and how you manage those. Yeah. I, I think, um, you know, one of the main challenges while going on a coaching journey back then was the fact that, you know, at the time, there weren't many other females that that were coaching. You were quite often the only female. Um, and, you, you know, there, there'd be, I guess, question marks around your knowledge and your ability to coach. Um, so that was always quite challenging. Always felt like a, you, you had to be better. You had to prove a point. You had to... Um, you know, put yourself in a position where you, you, you always had to constantly prove that you were as good as, if not better than your male counterparts. Mm -hmm. So that was always quite challenging. And even, you know, times where you would perhaps doubt your ability because you were in, in an environment where ordinarily women wouldn't be in. Mm -hmm. And you, you know, the questions of God, am I good enough? And, and, you know, it was quite scary. So, that in itself was a challenge to to you know go there and perform and you know get these coaching badges and keep going back that that was always quite challenging um and i think as well getting the opportunity to to practice as a coach um i was very lucky that i had a mentor um who was male that could could would allow me to coach um in 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 the environment um if I hadn't have had that, I'm not sure what I would have done to get the practice and, and be able to learn. Um, so there, there, there were a few challenges, you know, you, you, your family are not quite sure whether it's, it's a career pathway for a <laughs> female, you know, really. I can relate to that. <laughs> and, and, and having to convince that this is something you want to do. And, and, you know, my passion was just to be paid in the game, you, mm-hmm. you know, um, I'm not sure that that was seen as a good career pathway at the time. Why would you choose to be a coach? It's a men's game and things like that. So, yeah, they're there. And, and even today as a female in the game, there are still challenges. I mm-hmm. think, um, you know, the, the still the questions around whether females have the knowledge of football, which is, you know, makes me laugh, really. Um, so, yes, I had my fair share. Yeah, I, I think, you know, that's, that's the challenge today is a lot of us are, you know, getting asked the same questions, like, how yeah. do we get more women into coaching? How do we support women in the game? And, you know, the, 
I was talking to a college coach here in the States the other day. And, and she said, I got asked like, how do we get more women in coaching? And her response was you hire them, (laughs) you know, you hire them and you allow them to kind of get on the job experience along Mm -hmm. the way, which, you know, I've seen underqualified men get jobs and I'm not on here to bash men by any means, but I've seen underqualified men get jobs and overqualified women kind of be overlooked. So kind of what's your, what's your perspective on, you know, how we get more women into coaching, how we keep more women in the game? Yeah. First of all, I would absolutely agree with you um, that, that females have, uh, who have got qualifications more than, than their male counterparts do get overlooked. I I think it is about opportunities. You, You know, nobody over the years, I've heard this argument, there aren't enough qualified female coaches there are more than enough qualified female coaches. And it is really about, as you said, um, hiring them. It is about giving opportunities and supporting them in their journey. Um, and that, that is the game changer, really. You know, when there are opportunities, if, if females are qualified um, and they've got the experience to do the job, then give them the job. You know, that, that's the only way things will, will change. And I know that's slowly happening. Um, but still there's, there's, there's more opportunities that are not, are not given to females when probably they should be. And I, I just think it is solely about giving the opportunity and giving them the support to do the job. Yeah. You know, um, being based here in the U S looking at our professional women's soccer league, the NWSL, there's 10 teams yet. There's only one female GM and one female head coach within the game. How, how does the landscape look within the professional leagues in England, um, you know, at, at both levels? What's the, the kind of percentages? I, I know, you know, yourself, Emma um, is coaching over there. What's, what's kind of the yeah. breakdown of, of females yeah. coaching in the pro leagues in England? Yeah, it's definitely shifted. I, I'm just now counting in my head. There's myself, there's Emma, there's Rianne at Tottenham. There's, oh, yeah. Um, West Ham have got them now. Uh, Bristol, there's Tanya, who's on um, uh, maternity leave, but she, she's the head coach head coach at Bristol. Um, Villa have got a head female head coach, although they've just brought in a male head coach. So I'm not sure who's the head coach there anymore. <laughs> um, so so the, the numbers are better than they were a few years ago. Um, uh, Casey Stoney at Man United so I'd probably yeah. say it's probably a 50-50 split so it's probably better than it's ever been oh and Reading uh, as well so it's probably in favour of women at the, at the moment um, and I'm hoping that continues I, I think it just shows that the the there are the numbers of female coaches that are qualified to a standard you know you look at Emma at Chelsea doing very very well uh, mm-hmm. Reading doing very very well um you know, it, it just shows that there is, at number one, an appetite, and number two, that, that female coaches are good enough. Yeah, that's that's fantastic. Where do you see the, the growth of, of your professional league in, within the next five years, or where would you like to see it um, as far as, like, financial, you know, where you're getting your players from? What are, what are, what are the dreams? Um, I think I'm, I'm, you know, I'm hoping that the, the league is sustainable. You know, 
over years to come. I know there's been some issues in the USA with the league folding. Mm -hmm. I, I hope we never get to that. It It's based on the backing of, of, of the men's clubs and I hope they continue to back it. Um, it will be great to see our, now our championship teams, you know, there are more full-time athletes there. That would be great if that whole pathway would be put um, full-time. So we have the WSL and the championship full-time athletes. I think that would really raise the standard mm -hmm. of the league. Um, and then we have what, what's called an academy. We have academy structures underneath that and uh, regional talent centres under that. I, I'm hoping that the, the academies become more professional with, with dedicated staff. A lot of the staff are part-time. Um, and there's a real pathway for those academy players to flourish and certainly like a club at Brighton that they can flourish through our pathway. Um, but there, there needs to be some, some full-time support network to support the development of, of those, those players. I think, I think our club, we, we do a really good job of that, but still some of our, I would argue too many of our, our coaches are casual staff, mm -hmm. which means that, you know, they can come and go. And they're the what they've done, the work they've done, goes with them. Um, right. I'd like to to sort of develop that area if it was yeah. possible. So, so at where you're at now at Brighton Hove Albion, what's a day in the life or kind of like a look like for you and your staff? Like, how much support do you have? What's well, I must say, you know, we're not the biggest club. Um, by any stretch of the imagination, but I think our our foundations are are really good. Our inf infrastructure is brilliant. Um, so obviously, if if I look at certainly our our first, we have a clear pathway. Um, our first our first team, we we have dedicated physios, we have dedicated psychologists, we have dedicated um, exercise scientists, dedicated coaching staff, all full time to support the players. So. I think we have a really good infrastructure um, to support any player that comes into our environment. Day to day, we're, we're on the, 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 the every day changes depending on the schedule. Um, mm -hmm. If we play on a, a Sunday, we'll, we'll, we'll train and load the players accordingly. If we play midweek, we'll train and load the players accordingly. And it just depends what part of the season we're in. Um, obviously pre-season we're in most days as the season kicks on we balance it out in terms of game and loading ratios so it's a full full fully supported professional structure in the club and no two days are the same yeah <laughs> that's the life of any coach right there <laughs> absolutely absolutely yeah um so the next question like looking over your career and all the, the experiences that you've had, is there anything that you know now that you wish you maybe would have known 10 years ago that might've made you a, a better coach or, you know, is there uh, any, any, any knowledge? I mean, hindsight's always 2020, but like, yeah. Uh, and this is, I'm being really serious here. Uh, a second language. Mm, good point. A second language. I think with the influx of, um, players now moving all over the world you, you know English players going to, to French players coming to England and you know learn a second language you know we so that you can you know speak if you need to in that 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 second language I wish I'd have uh, 
certainly learnt, um, you know, French, Spanish, German, perhaps. Yeah. So definitely, and that 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 can only help you translate your coaching and what you want out of the player if they don't obviously speak English. Yeah. No, that's a really that's a really 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 good point. That's yeah. I, I only speak one language and I, I some, I'm like, yeah, I need to learn, work on Spanish or something. Yeah. Just to, it's, it's hard to learn that as an adult though. I feel like it's like, Oh yeah, for sure. Really, really have for to sure. invest some time into that. Yeah. Thank God for Google translate. So <laughs> yep. <the> <laughs> yeah. We had a, a French or a player from the Congo. I was involved with a men's pro team here in San Diego and we had a player from the Congo that spoke no English and French was it. And if, yeah, the, the Google translate sometimes doesn't always translate Absolutely. in the proper way. So Absolutely. there's Absolutely. always some good laughs over, over Google yeah. translate. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's, that's great. Um, so this is kind of, this is a hypothetical question, but like years from now when you're retired, mm-hmm. what, how do you want people to describe you when, when they say who, you know, who is Hope Powell as a coach? What, what would you hope that people would say about you? I know what they'd probably say. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I, what the hopes are. I know what they'd probably say that I was, I was scary, which I'm not. Um, yeah, I, I think passionate about the game, um, honest about the game, um, you know, being believed in playing the game a certain way and stuck to a principles, fair, hard but fair, mm-hmm. um, and generally an okay coach. Yeah. You bring up you bring up a really, really good point that I think a lot of women in the game have to deal with you, mm-hmm. the first thing out of your mouth was scary but I'm not and mm-hmm. you know I I've had situations and I a lot of my colleagues where you know as a woman if you're strong if you're yeah. um vocal if you're outspoken you're often regarded in a different way than a male doing that you know and and that's a that's a struggle you know I mean I I've been I've been told I'm a downright bitch and I'm like, I'm really not. I'm just like intense and, and yes, I'm focused and I have drive and, and I don't let anyone push me around. And, you know, women are often misinterpreted. Are there times where, you know, you can, you can think of where you've been, you know, maybe misinterpreted within a situation. Yeah, probably every day. (laughs) (laughs) Career. I, I think one thing that I made a promise to myself, um, you know, this, I'm a black female mm-hmm. you know, in, in, in this in this world and in this game. And, and one thing I promised myself, and, and I guess this is part of uh, my upbringing, is that, that I would never compromise myself. Mm-hmm. Um, if people have those perceptions of me, then then fair enough. I think one thing you will get is honesty. Um, but I'm not going to, to change who I am just because you think I'm scary, mm-hmm. you know, that, that's for you to deal with and not me. Yeah. Um, you, you know, and I, I refuse to compromise myself. I have, uh, values that I believe in that I try and live by. And, um, you know, I do that in, in a working life. 
Um, and, and, you know, sometimes it's certainly in the industry we're in and you're dealing with athletes and you, you want more out of athletes. You, you have to demand, you have to demand more. You, you, mm-hmm. and you can't shy away from that. Um, and I believe in being, being honest. And that is quite hard for some people to take. Mm-hmm. Whose problem is that? It's not my problem. Yeah. You know, so yeah, I mean, I, I just, believe in being who I am and I'm not about to change I'm number one I'm too old but <laughs> um, even in my younger years I just thought I'm I, you know I'm not going to compromise who I am just because you 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 find I don't know that you you find me scary it's a nonsense yeah well I don't find you scary at all <laughs> you you've been like, you've been amazing to to talk to and very very easy to to you know connect with so yeah. I'm sure your players probably don't find you scary. No, no. I mean, you, you know, what the, what they'll get is honesty and, and I'll, I'll be very direct, but it's, it's the world in which we live in. It's performance driven. It's, it's results based. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, that's the environment we're in and, and, and therefore you have to, to respond accordingly to it. Yeah. Well, a couple more questions, uh, before we wrap this up, um, do you have, and I asked this of all the guests, do you have like a favorite quote or a mantra that, you know, gets you out of bed in the morning or when you're, when you're trying to make a tough decision that you kind of go back to as your guiding principle? No, in short, <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. No, I, I just, um, no, I just deal with, with, with things as they come mm-hmm. and as they occur and, and, try and do the best I can in any given moment and no moment is the same so yeah the, the thought of going back to one thing or it you know I couldn't do that I just just deal with it as and when it occurs mm-hmm. and just be as authentic as I can in that moment yeah that's an authentic authenticity is definitely yeah. a key key quality and, and value to to live by um, another question I asked all the guests, are there any favorite books um, that have helped you in your coaching or in your life that you would recommend for, for people to check out? Um, I, I, I don't know if there's any one favorite. I think you can take bits of, of um, uh, lots Give me of a couple. Books. Give me a couple good reads. Um, <laughs> I'm just looking around. James Kerr Legacy. Oh, I love what? that. That's yeah. one of my favorites. Love yeah. it. Um, I don't know. You've got, I don't know, black box thinking. Okay. Matthew Syed, uh, the gold mine effect. Rams and Ankerson is, is Danish. I mean, there's, there's, I think if you can get one thing or two things out of any book and you, you know, you can use that. I don't, you know, there's so many, good books that have been written it, it you know taking the time to read them all sometimes is a bit of a challenge yeah um so quite often I pick things up and put them down you know I don't necessarily sit there and uh read cover to cover page to page I just take bits bits where I can mm-hmm. yeah legacy was a that's a book I kind of go yeah. back to periodically there's a lot of good yeah. good, good stuff in, in there for sure Okay. Well, in closing, is there, are there any like words of wisdom that you'd, you know, like to kind of maybe give to our listeners that could be, you know, up and coming coaches or women out there that are trying to find their way within the game that, that you can share? Um, 
I, th I think for for a young certainly a young female coach that is passionate about the game is is you, you're going to come up with a lot of challenges um uh, uh, perhaps a lot of people that that you know might make you feel that you're not good enough might make you feel that you're not capable um i think you need to trust yourself mm. you know first and foremost you have to trust yourself and your own ability before anything else and and then I, I would definitely you know get a mentor that believes in you and someone you believe in that can support you on that journey because it it will be up and it will be down but really trust and that's the only way that I've it, it it's scary the journey is scary it can be mm -hmm. scary there's you know there's lots of times when I've gone no, I don't want to do this I don't think I'm good enough but then I've had to look actually you are good enough and mm -hmm. you know you can do this and you know this 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 pain of fear won't last forever and you, you you're good enough to get through it I think you really have to be of a mindset that you can ride the rough mm -hmm. you can ride it and and you know it, it's nice I'm probably a bit nicer today there are more females doing coaching courses that you can you can use as a support network mm -hmm. which i think is brilliant i never had that in my day yeah yeah i think that's that's the one thing for me personally like now i feel like i need to be i need to reach back i need to to be a, a resource for for young up and coming coaches so that maybe you know those of us that have been through those challenges can maybe you know help make it easier for the women that come behind us and give them advice of, you know, maybe situations where, where we, um, you know, navigated it one way, but could give advice to navigate it another. So that's, sure. you know, that, that's one thing that, that I'm really kind of trying to do is if someone says, Hey, can I talk to you? Or, you know, hits me up on LinkedIn. I'm like, yeah, absolutely. Like, let's have a conversation because yeah. just being able yeah. to share those experiences. And I think that's really important. That, that, and that's one thing I must say that women are good at sharing, mm -hmm. giving back. Um, and and it, it see, I would argue that it's probably a lot easier for a, a young aspiring female coach to make those connections today than it perhaps was in our day. So definitely draw on, you know, other people's experiences to help you navigate your way through. Yeah. Well, Hope, thank you so very much for taking the time um, to come on the show today. And I just, I really appreciate you and all you've done for the sport that we all love. Um, you know, you've been a fantastic role model and leader for, for people in England and people in the U.S. And, you know, I, I remember seeing you on the sideline in the World Cup going, she's a badass. Like, I love that. And so... <laughs> You know, uh, I wish you the best of luck with, with Brighton and Hove Albion and um, I'll be following the team and just, you know, thank you very much. Uh, thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. Thank you very much. Okay. Thanks. <laughs>